Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Hanging out with you guys from the East Valley Institute of Technology. You guys are getting your study on, whether it's under hood, whether it's in the hood by way of bakery. All you chefs out there, culinary students, always an honor. But we got to pump up the trumpets right here. new to our show we're an automotive lifestyle show highlighting some of the great characters technology people places things all the goodness that you'd find in the automotive industry and i'm talking to you parents out there you say i don't want my kid to become an automotive technician well you need to listen just for a few minutes pump it up And, of course, the Budos Band out of Staten Island is always there to help us open the show out. You know, when I talk about automotive technician, a lot of you have been listening to the show for years. And you say, oh, that guy, Frank, he's so biased. He's in the industry. Well, no, I mean, it's, it's serious. I mean, I always said your worst case scenario, and I'm talking to you as well, uh, individual that may be retraining, is you come down to the school, you get your automotive technology on. You learn a few things. You know that much more about your car, truck, bus, whatever you're driving, and that's under your belt. Your best case scenario is you've got a great career in the automotive industry. So I invite you to uh, come down to the campus anytime if you're interested, or reach out to us, wrenchnation.tv. We always welcome your questions, comments, concerns. I want you to get onto the website because I know a lot of you will dip in and out. You may miss the radio show on the weekend as we replay on KMET out in California and throughout a few other stations here in Arizona, KFNX and so on. Last week, we had Dr. John Passante. A lot of you on autopilot, and some of you, yes, you are quiet quitting. (laughs) That's a phenomenon right now. You're quiet quitting, meaning you're showing up, but you're not showing up. And so Dr. John Passante out of uh, Northwood University, came on board. And we talked about some of the timeless traits of character, courage, and class. Character, courage, and class. Is that something you incorporate in your daily? Is that something you may get upset, emotional about, this, that, and the other thing? A lot of you saying, well, I got drama at work. How about you rebound to the basics of character, courage, and class? Especially all of you leaders that are coming up. You went from the line, now you're assistant manager supervisors, this, that, and the other thing, and you're moving up, how do you overcome sort of the emotional moments at work? Maybe you're working for somebody that just ain't got it together. Don't know whether you're coming or going. So that show 278 is a great show to sort of home base. And you can go from there in the art of pinstriping with Vaughn Hot Rod. Uh, He was on a few weeks back. And then lastly, I've got to mention, this was a recent show, Pete Gruber of uh, Gruber Motor Company, um, he is the only, uh, at least the first North American aftermarket Tesla service provider. A lot of you are saying, Frank, well, I don't know if I can wrench under hood because, uh, technology, Elon Musk has taken over the world. Maybe. Well, the folks at Gruber Motor Company, they're actually doing it under hood and they're doing a bunch of other things so catch that show as well this show i wanted to dive into something a lot of you are not aware of it you just take it for granted i i want to use alexa your siri like my wife does not type i ask her hey can you still spell she says no i just speak to my phone it does everything and and some of that has to do with artificial intelligence not you're artificially intelligent We're talking about artificial intelligence as it relates to how that science and tech is aiding us in every day and every way. A lot of it's happening. Series one. Alexa is another one. A lot of you love it. You don't know what to do without Alexa. You got to have Alexa. But this artificial intelligence, I'm just going to call it AI. You heard it. AI uh, is kind of this umbrella term for a subfield of computer science. It measures data, measures analytics, and voila, it's smarter than you, 
and makes it happen. <laughs> In a nutshell, right? We're not a deep technological show, but on this show, I wanted to dive into artificial intelligence as it relates to what people, the automotive industry. And I've got Eric Turkington. He's vice president of growth over at Rain. Rain is doing some powerful things in the AI space. Eric is hanging. Welcome to the show, Eric. Thanks so much. Great to be here. Yeah, no, this is awesome. I know that uh, you've made the rounds with the Wall Street Journal and Adweek and, and European Business Review. Before we get deep into sort of your background and, and the great things going on at Rain, tell us officially, what is artificial intelligence? It's tough to get to one definition, right? It's such a buzzword that's out there these days. And truly, Uh, you see that. There's like all these variations. And so I figured Eric's got to set us straight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No, I think you summed it up pretty well. I mean, basically, artificial intelligence is just computers or machines trying to do things that human intelligences can naturally do, right? So naturally, we as people take in information we catalog it, we notice patterns, we start to make inferences, we can predict things, we know how to move about around the world, we know how to converse with other people, and, and increasingly we know how to converse with machines, like you were mentioning. So AI is really just any sort of system uh, that's able to take in a lot of data, understand that data, um, be able to do something valuable with that data. Um, so whether that's, you know, identifying you know, uh, what is a, you know, person crossing the road inside an autonomous vehicle, <laughs> or whether that is understanding, you know, what I'm trying to say to, you know, Siri or Alexa um, in my house. Uh, that's, that's basically the same principles underlie it. Um, you've got to take in that data, train the system, know it to, so that the system knows what to do with those inputs, and then it generates some sort of an output uh, that hopefully is valuable to the user. Yeah. Um, so uh, the field that, that I'm uh, focused in is really conversational AI, as you were saying, which is uh, sort of the, the, the full spectrum of voice technologies, right, from hearing speech to understanding speech to generating speech uh, back to, to people that, that's useful. Yeah, and, and I got to, you know, I'm sort of reflecting on this, and, and, and many listening may say the same. Why? Aren't we humans good enough with the way we are? I mean, I mean... How did we determine, if I can ask, and I think it's a fair question, I know technology always advances and and we move on and it's to the benefit of our lifestyle and technology and so on, but when did somebody decide that we as humans need this extra intelligence, if I could ask that? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, I think there's certain things that AI is naturally suited to that it's much better suited to than people and, and human brains, right? So if you think about the ability to, you know, scan, uh, you know, a, a radiology scan for cancer cells or something like that, and to do it with, you know, a, a nanometer's worth of, of detection ability, that's something that a human eye is not going to be able to do, right? But but if you train a system on what's, you know, a, a cancer cell versus what's not, that's an incredibly valuable thing, right? So th- that's just an obvious example out of outside the aftermarket, of course, um, for what, you know, you might want an AI system to do that's much, much more suited to a machine than it is a human, but when we talk about things in the realm of, of conversational AI and, you know, talking to machines versus talking to people, I think it boils down fundamentally to a few things. I mean, um, everybody wants everything faster um, than, than they get it today. And oftentimes we don't even want to talk to a human in, in increasingly these days. So there's a huge trend towards self-service, right? Let me just, you know, fill out this form myself, you know, book my flight myself try to, you know, address my customer service issue, um, you know, without being put on hold for, for 45 minutes. So I think it's just human nature to to be impatient and to want things now. Uh, and I think that's why a lot of things that are linguistic tasks, right, that, that are, um, you know, relying on systems that humans are naturally good at. Now we're trying to build up machine systems that can emulate those um, same things that we're born knowing how to do. Um, so I, I think it's just the, the, the deep human desire for, uh, for, for everything now and uh, the company's desire to, to save money, frankly, on, on service costs and uh, try to deliver um, you know, the, the same level of service without having to, having to pay people. Yeah, I mean, I think it all comes down to we have this conversation uh, in the service world, whether that's the aftermarket or the dealership level. How much of this technology can we implement? So I use kiosks, for example. In fact, non-automotive related, we, 
we you, you go to McDonald's and some of these locations, you've got a remote assistant uh, from Kansas somewhere who's actually chiming in uh, a certain script and everything's measured and so on um, to present. Uh, we could call it an upsell. You know, do you do, do, do you have the app? In other words, suggested yeah. selling and so on. I, I see the technology helping us tremendously, certainly in the field of medicine. I mean, cancer's a son of a gun. And if we're able to, um, you know, a hundred time effort, a human eye and so on and so forth and, and sort of learn the behavior of patterns and things like that. I use Tesla as an example with their camera system uh, to be able to identify certain patterns and, and create logic to make these decisions. There's no way in heck our human brain can process that. I see that. But my question mm-hmm. is, in terms of service, good old-fashioned service, the argument that we have in the industry is, like, we still, to a certain extent, want to have a human exchange. It's just where in that channel do we eliminate the non-necessities? And so do I have an AI-scripted learning chat bot that handles the phone call? And what you're saying is people want that now, correct? A lot of people do. I mean, people want it to work well, right? And pe- people basically want the outcome they're looking for, which is resolve my issue, right? Like rebook my flight, get me my money back. And I think whatever's the fastest way to resolve that issue reliably is what they're going to opt for. I think there's a lot of chatbots out there that are not as sophisticated as they need to be. Um, that technology is getting better and better uh, in terms of being able to handle more types of uh, questions, different phrasings of questions, and, and actually relay information where needed to humans. But the key to me in the service world, regardless of what industry you're in, is is a hybrid model, right, where there are some things that you may want to triage uh, with a chatbot or a voice assistant where you're taking in some initial information, maybe you're solving a low-level problem, but there's always going to be an escalation protocol to get to a human, right? So if there's just something that somebody's getting really frustrated by or a system just can't understand, but within three seconds a human's going to understand and be able to resolve it, there needs to be a seamless handoff, right, between that virtual agent and that human agent, and even back to the virtual agent for things that the human doesn't need to deal with after the fact. So I think the, the key for, for service organizations, for what it's worth, um, and thinking about the role of, of voice assistants or chatbots in their customer service mix is is what is the right role for the human and what's the right role for you know the, the bot and how do we make those two work together so that there's no need to repeat yourself and that the right things are being handled by the right uh, competencies whether that's human or, or, or machine uh, so yeah I think it's really about it's about both and the right instances for for each rather than an either or situation. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense uh, uh, to a certain degree. I think there are, as you said, certain certain industries where we don't need a human touch, like if, if we think about manufacturing yeah. and so on. But I, I do agree with you uh, on the service level side of things. In fact, before we dive into the automotive space and how AI is truly making change by the way of productivity for automotive technicians, we got to talk about some of the brands that you have worked with uh, I want to dive into sort of the fast food space. Uh, let's, uh, I'm sure we can mention Starbucks is, is all about uh, productivity. How do we not compromise the quality? Uh, and if you're just joining us, we have Eric Turkington, is Vice President of Growth at Rain, rain.agency. You guys can jump on. Please, not while you're driving, get on the website. Let's talk about Starbucks. Starbucks will have a long line. In and out burger will have a long line. How do we eliminate the need in that that sort of uh, decreasing that bottleneck with AI? Could you give us some ideas and examples there? Absolutely, yeah. So, so Rain's been working with with big brands and businesses to build their voice applications for the better part of the last decade, um, and only recently has really uh, last last three years or so really focused in um, more toward the the kind of aftermarket, which we'll talk about in a bit. But in the QSR, the restaurant space, whether it's uh, Starbucks or or Burger King for that matter, um, you know, it's all about efficiency, right? So. You know, with Starbucks, we worked with them really early in, in the evolution of voice to just do one thing really, really well um, that would basically deal with their biggest problem, which is the line, right? So if we can basically help people order their usual just by asking, 
um, which is basically, you know, I think 75% of what people tend to order at Starbucks is their usual. Um, we don't have to worry about capturing that order. Just give me the usual, right? Um, as opposed to the double venti macchiato with, uh, you know, <laughs> I sure, can go on yeah. and on and on. Yeah, yeah. And nobody, whether a machine or a human, you can barely get that order down. Um, and so with Starbucks, we were able to actually increase the frequency with which people ordered um, if they were ordering by voice because it was just so easy. Just give me my usual, and I'll, I'll pick it up when it's ready as opposed to having to go and wait in that, that awful drive through You mentioned earlier a really good uh, comment about drive throughs right? So every quick service restaurant now is thinking about how can we automate the drive through to make our staff more focused on, you know, cooking or serving the customers that are inside the store. Um, but the upsell thing is really interesting, too, where – Voice assistants actually do a great job of upselling customers because it's built into their logic, whereas the guy that's working in the, you know, the drive-thru may forget or may feel sheepish, right, as saying, oh, do you want large supersize with that? Um, so actually there's, there's pretty good data that voice assistants are great at the upsell. Um, but no, we, we've, we've worked with pretty much, um, you know, I'd say a couple dozen Fortune 500 brands to build their, their voice applications over the years. And, um, you know, what voice does really well is, is efficiency, right? If we can speak faster than we can type um, or if we can speak, you know, more conveniently than we can reach a human, um, it's going to be faster for the end user. It's just the key is making sure that that's understood and that that, that interaction um, is seamless and feels natural um, and, and gets to the, the right end point. Um, so, yeah. No, I love it. I mean, most people listening now, they, they if we can stream that, that line and so that In-N-Out Burger could actually be in and out and not in, wait a bit and out. I, I think the technology is a win. Uh, I want to take a quick break. We want to talk about the technology with Ortho. Uh, Ortho yeah. is sort of a software tool that technicians are able to use and streamline, increase productivity on the level of AI. Uh, again, if you're just joining us, I want you guys to head on over. In fact, I, I want to brief you. Let's get could you give us the website for Ortho, or is that off of Rain yep. Agency? Yeah, you can go to heyortho.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-H-O.com uh, to learn about that. Okay, great. While, yeah. we're, while we take this quick break, you guys check out the website. In the meantime, we're going to take a quick break. Eric, we're going to bring you back here in just a few minutes. you want your mileage back and all the extra money you've spent feeding an engine gunked up with carbon your car needs its fuel system cleaned and it needs it now you need bg44k it's the one dealerships use the most in fact they use bg44k almost three to one over any other fuel system cleaner made to find a shop near you go to bgfindashop.com that's bgfindashop.com i got my mileage back bg Bolt-On Technologies Automotive Software Solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Donate your car for a great cause. The ASC Educational Foundation we talked about the potential of you going out and buying a vehicle. Maybe you want to trade up or donate. Donate people to a good cause. Uh, the purpose of uh, the ASC Educational Foundation is to provide educational and training opportunities, scholarships, endowments in the field of automotive repair and maintenance. People, they're giving scholarships. They're raising money. They need your help. And the way you can do that is contact them. You can get on ASCEF. Bruce Cameron Memorial Scholarship received was able to go to school with that scholarship. It's people, they're giving scholarships. They're raising money. Donate your car for a great cause. And a big shout out to ASCCA out in California. A bunch of great shop owners. Take that car. ASCEF.org. Donate your car for a great cause. All my technicians and shop owners, get ready. 2023 AVI Conference is happening right in beautiful Marriott Sanibel Harbor Resort and Spa in Fort Myers, Florida. January 12th to the 15th, 2023 AVI Conference. AVI is an accredited ESC training provider. You know them well. Offering very progressive courses in the arena of hybrid and EV technology. You gotta know, because it could be in your service base. And in all reality, we're talking about diesel technology as well as engine performance. Register today. Book your event ticket. You can visit avionddemand.com. 
www.thebrandmarketingmonday.com. I will be in-house. I'll be teaching a course on marketing and small business strategies and tactics for the service space. aviondemand.com. Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, nationwide locations. You know, one of the problems that I can have working in my garage is parts aren't delivered on time. The quality isn't there. Well, guess what? Who's yelling at me? My clients, and they're likely not to come back. Well, the Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, amazing service, knowledgeable counter folks, a complete line of original equipment, parts that our customers deserve. If you're an installer, Get on to partsauthority.com. Check locations nationally near you, partsauthority.com. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Get on to wrenchnation.tv. Thank you so much if you're catching our podcast on Sunday. It's the Sunday, Monday upload. We thank you guys. We've heard from you. You know, we're talking about artificial intelligence. Some of you take it for granted. Like my wife, I mentioned, hey, Siri, do it. I need it. Get it done. We don't even type anymore. And it's, it's sort of this. In fact, the uh, phone in the studio, I said, hey, Siri, it, boom, it pops up. I've got, she's trained to listen. Uh, what to bring in Eric Turkington of uh, Rain Agency, specifically heyortho.com. Uh, sort of a voice assistant that you guys have developed for automotive technicians. Welcome back. Thanks so much. Glad to be here. You know, I got to mention this before we dive into ortho, because ortho sounds like a really cool tool for the back shop. I have a few cars that have sort of the voice assistant and, you know, it's learning my voice or whatnot. And it isn't very good. It's not like it's, it's not like my phone. Uh, and I, I don't mm-hmm. want to call particular brands out. And, and, you know, in my mind, I'm like, okay, let me straighten out my voice. Let me try to say it at the same level. Has that technology gotten better? Because I think that's a big argument if, if one were not to use it outside of Siri, because Siri's really dialed in for the most part. I mean, once in a while we have some goof-ups and snafus, but it just seems like in the automobile, the voice assistants are just not as dialed in. What's up with that? Yeah, you're not wrong. I think a lot of automakers, I don't know exactly what brands you have and what year your cars are, but um, you know, I've experimented over the years with my cars and had pretty uneven experiences. A lot of car makers have tried to do very basic voice controls themselves um, for things like system controls, like you know, lower the windows or set the you know climate to you know 70 degrees or whatever. And they haven't really gone with um, a really specialist partner. And, and in recent years. It has gotten much better where if you're using Android Auto or Apple CarPlay, you're going to be using Siri or Google Assistant by default, and your experience is going to be a lot better. Or if you're going to be driving a vehicle that's got a voice assistant embedded directly in it, um, inside the inside the dashboard, if you will, um, which is increasingly the case with a lot of cars with Google Assistant and Alexa, your experience should be a lot more reliable there just in terms of it hearing you properly and, um, you know, hearing you over whatever white noise is going on in the car. Um, but, but yeah, I, I would say in terms of the progression of the technology overall, it is leaps and bounds uh, better now than it was even uh, three, four years ago in terms of accuracy of speech recognition and also um, the quality of uh, what, what we call natural language understanding. So, okay, not only did it transcribe what I said, but it actually knows what I mean and what I want to do. Now that, uh, so, now that so, is cool. I mean, that to like understand emotion, tone, and, and you know, it knows when I'm angry. Give me something to eat. <laughs> it's not going to yeah. send me five miles. It may send me right around the corner, whether I like it or not. But I, I, I think that is fascinating. It is. Yeah, there, there's uh, technologies out there to, to, to detect a lot of those things, which uh, is super useful when you're dealing with somebody uh, that, that's raging on the road. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I mean, I, I love the science. All right, let's get into the service space. Right now, um, yeah. a, a typical automotive service environment, you've got the service rider. They have their data. They have their information, client service-related information and data. They may have some technical, but back in the back shop, Technicians are responsible for sourcing data, flow charts, and fluid specifications. Talk to us about Ortho, uh, this software as a voice assistant that's a game changer for technicians in the back shop. Absolutely. So 
you know, we've been talking about voice in the consumer context for, for the last, you know, 15, 20 minutes, and that's that's great. That's been a huge development in everyone's, in many people's lives. But in the last, you know, um, I'd say three or four years, as we've been working deeply, deeply in this space, we've gotten even more excited about voice in professional context, specialized voice assistants that deliver for uh, specific employee groups who have very, very specific needs. And honestly, that's the, the opportunity in, in voice tech that I think we're, we're most bullish about. And really the reason that we ended up focusing on the automotive aftermarket and building uh, Ortho as a voice assistant dedicated to uh, technicians and, uh, and aftermarket professionals. So why are we so excited about um, you know, people who are, are, are using voice at work, um, especially the folks that we call the deskless workforce, right? People who aren't working white-collar jobs and people rather who are working with their hands um, getting things done where they can really, really generate efficiency by being able to ask for a data point as opposed to putting the tools down, taking the gloves off, walking to a computer terminal, looking something up, you know, um, going back to the car and making a fix. So what Ortho is is really a, a voice assistant that delivers um, answers in seconds to technicians right there in the bay uh, to a, a wide variety of repair data questions. Um, so we've got roughly like a, 140 or so uh, different specs, uh, fluid types, uh, diagrams that you can call up just by asking. You effectively say, hey, Ortho, uh, show me the wheel nut torque on this car. Uh, or, you know, hey, Ortho, uh, you know, what's the tra uh, transmission service bill? Or, hey, Ortho, show me the serpentine belt routing diagram. And within seconds, you have that answer delivered to you on a tablet that we provide. Uh, that tablet has been optimized for voice input. So we've got two uh, really high-performance mics built into it. i got to stop um, you there because that seems to yeah, be yeah. – that, and, and, I, and, I, and I just had to interject because a lot of technicians that may be listening now, there's two things that, that I'm hearing. This sounds great, but some may argue, well, wait a minute, I can just search Google. Now, not that Google is the end-all, cure-all. Sometimes that sends us down a rabbit hole. Yep. This program, Ortho – is actually dialed in specifically for the language of the technician. Is that correct? That's right. Absolutely. And the data source that we're, we're incorporating um, is actual OEM data um, aggregated by motor um, as opposed to whatever you may find on the web, right? So um, we are, are shortcutting directly to, you know, uh, real verified data um, that, you know, is, is OEM provided. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely. It's we designed this product really uh, with with an eye to minimizing distractions and keeping um, exactly the information you're asking for what's delivered. So it's delivered two ways. You you hear it back as a response. So you, you might get a you know, 140 pound feet for uh, for a torque spec, but you also see that on the screen if you want to just glance at it. And it's always listening, right? So um, it's it's as simple as staying where you are, right there at the point of service. Uh, keep wrenching get the information you need and move on. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's been uh, pretty transformational, I think, for the, the people that we've, we've been working with so far. We're in a couple dozen shops, and uh, users are reporting saving upwards of uh, several hours a week um, just by saving all of these computer lookups and being able to get answers, again, like within seconds, as opposed to the minutes, uh, and sometimes uh, many minutes it can take in traditional, uh, whether you're using Google or whether you're using, you know, legacy repair databases that you probably subscribe to. Yeah, I mean, this is huge for those listening not familiar, and I don't expect you to. You want to go to a garage and make sure they're certified, they're fixing your car properly, no song and dance, no surprises. But in the back shop, like any other productive environment, I mean, minutes add up to hours, and hours add up to lots of money and wasted time. And so I, I'm excited about this, and, I, and I, do, I do have to say, we have been caught out there gathering data in the wrong place, which is hashtag fake news for specifications, which is a nightmare. If you're, if you're not getting the right specs... I think a rear differential fluid, if that's not done properly, it's good night, Charlie. So, Charlie, so it's good to hear that you're synchronized. Motor is, a, well, motor's, motor's been around for got to be over 100 years. I mean, back in the day, we yep. bought the big motor one-foot-thick books before the age of Internet and everything <laughs> computer. So that's awesome. i got to ask you, we have just a quick moment. Um, 
where is this going? I mean, technicians need some serious help in the back bay, and we're dealing with, you know, I always say this on the show, 100 million lines of code for that F-150. Can this turn into more logic by the way of, you know, I joked around a year or so ago on the show and said, Alexa, tell me how to translate this code, and here's an engineer giving me a flowchart. Where is this going with AI specifically for the technician? How do you see this coming? Yeah, I think getting specs by voice is, is just uh, almost like a gateway drug to a lot more uh, exciting things that they could do. I mean, um, whether that's pulling up a wiring diagram, interacting with that wiring diagram by voice, you know, zoom in, show me just the red wires. I mean, you can start to imagine, you know, a lot of really powerful things that are still in the repair data space, um, but that are starting to get a lot more sophisticated. Um, you could also think about things that are, are, are kind of uh, running the, the, inside the SMS, right? Every shop's got a shop management system nowadays, which is a, a huge repository of data about everything going on in that shop. Imagine if you could just get any sort of data point out of that just by asking when you're on the go or with a customer. Or think about vehicle inspections, right? What if you could do a voice-powered DVI um, that basically walks you through the steps and allows you to just speak in the values of, of how that car's looking? There's a lot of different use cases, I think, um, just in, in terms of what the technicians can do with, with voice. Um, ordering parts, you know, understanding parts fitment, uh, checking inventory, all of these things, I think, uh, are, are absolutely things that are on our roadmap and, and I think are going to be transformational uh, for technicians who really need it since they're in the shortest supply and the highest demand. And, you know, customers, you know, need their vehicle serviced properly. Um, and with, with the burden of efficiency on these technicians, you need to know that they're both doing it properly and doing it quickly and hopefully passing those savings on to the customer. So we're really trying to make sure that we can deliver for the techs, um, you know, uh, and, and, and by extension deliver for auto uh, motorists uh, by, by doing that. Yeah, you know, an, efficient, there's, there's an, a, yeah. an efficient repair, a happy client. I mean, a comeback is just uh deadly for everyone by the way of our metrics and how we lose clients so i'm a shop owner i'm a technician i want to find out more where do i go heyortho.com that's h-e-y-o-r-t-h-o.com and yeah absolutely would love to uh to hear uh from any any listeners we're, we're offering a free trial um and would love to demo for anybody interested excellent i will have this in the show notes eric thank you so much for joining wrench nation thanks so much great to talk to you yeah, so you guys can check that out. Again, I'll have that in the show notes. Now, I got a surprise. You know, this AVI conference, uh, which is the uh, automotive uh, training conference, the group training academy down in, uh, it's going to happen in Florida in January. That's coming up. Uh, I've got one of the lead rock star technician trainers, ASC Master Certified Tech, uh, Tom Rake. He's an L1 Advanced Engine Performance uh, ASC Certified Level Tech. He's also instructing. He'll be at the AVI conference. He's going to join us just in a few minutes. Stay tuned. They say I'm too young to love you. I don't know what I need. They think I don't understand the freedom land of the 70s. Support for Wrench Nation Car Talk, the smart choice for auto parts, Pronto National Association. Pronto is committed to the independent automotive aftermarket and demonstrates leadership within the automotive industry. Pronto Association is made up of nearly 100 member auto part distributors. Visit pronto-net.com. Automotive technical training, parts lineup, and representation of the automotive member community. Pronto-net.com. Whether you're looking for a full-service direct mail or you just simply want a few marketing materials printed for use in your store, Mail Shark has got you covered. With over 10 years of client service success with direct mail postcards, restaurant box toppers, magnets, and so much more, MailShark is there to help your marketing team acquire the clients you deserve. Pay weekly, pay as you go. There is no pressure, no contracts, direct mail. For more details, visit themailshark.com. Right now, welcome back, Wrench Nation. Get on a wrenchnation.tv. Artificial intelligence, it is around us. It is everywhere. And uh, it was pretty cool to talk to Eric, uh, rain.agency, heyortho.com. Uh, Again, we'll have that in show notes. Now, we love training, man. You know, as a, as a shop owner, 
we have a minimum of like 40 to 50 hours per year. In fact, that's increasing more and more. And I want to present to you, in fact, I'm honored to be teaching a session regarding uh, shop ownership and some marketing and things like that. The AVI conference, that's the group training Academy and Nexus North America, the automotive aftermarket company. Uh, they're having their AVI conference. It's in beautiful Florida. And I wanted to share this with you a little deeper by way of teasing you out of some of the classes that are on, uh, that are going to be going on on the technical side, specifically the 6.7 power stroke. A lot of you know about that power stroke. And we've got Tom Rake, one of the uh, instructors. He's on the hold, uh, on the line. Holding Tom, you there? Hey, Frank, I'm here. Good to be here. Right on. I know you, you got to, like, you travel the country uh, training inside and out. I got to ask you, you were a technician for many years. We have a lot of instructors that listen to the show from various schools. How'd you make the leap going from technician in the service bay? My heart's kicking up. I'm going to start teaching. What was that transition for you? Well, you know, it's kind of funny that you ask because that's a good story. Uh, my father wanted me to be a concert pianist, of course. I went through a lot of music classes when I was younger, and it was like, man, this is not my bag <laughs> at all. <laughs> wow, that's a, so, lot of, that's a lot of pressure. Uh, concert but, pianist. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I actually started working at a, a small service station when I was very young. You know, I'm talking in the teens. And, uh, you know, it kind of started with us getting a new oscilloscope. Uh, the owner of the uh, station went ahead and purchased a new oscilloscope. And then they came out to teach us how to use it. And I was a young whippersnapper there, of course. Man, I'm going to learn how to use this thing because it's cool. All these buttons, all these meter gauges on it and such, man, it was really neat. Wires, uh, it was it was fantastic. So uh, I went through the training class, and I thought when I was done with the class, like, you know, I didn't learn a thing. <laughs> it wasn't good. You know so, what? A lot of a lot of technicians that listen, and this is just the, just, gosh, got to keep it clean here. But this is just yeah. the poor side of what we see. And I love our industry folks that manufacture products, but a lot of a lot of technicians will complain that they're they're sitting in a training session and it was seventy percent. This is the product you need to buy, and then we'll give you thirty percent training. And I, and I got to highlight AVI conference. That's not what it's about at the conference because you just said when you were young, it triggered you. You went to some bad training. You didn't learn anything. You're like, I'm gonna turn this around. <laughs> you bet. I could have sold the scope pretty well by the time I was known at the class, but you know, didn't really know how to apply the scope to going ahead and repairing the car. So I, I just worked late at nights, and you know, I, I got to to the point where I was very, very good with it. And when I was a real young wee lad, actually, I started doing training classes for different uh, service stations and such that purchased the scope. And that's kind of how I got started in training, to be quite level with you. It was all because of going through a class that uh, I didn't feel I got enough out of to repair cars, you know. I learned a lot about the scope and, uh, you know, how to plug it in and everything else. But how do I fix a car with it? Well, I think that's a a car. Yeah, it's a huge sentiment of a lot of technicians. And it's great that it has gotten better. uh, The 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 sort of in-depth training that is available now. Um, Of course, the AVI conference at the Marriott Marriott Sanibel Harbor Resort and Spa. So I always tell folks it's a family affair, which means. Take your spouse, enjoy beautiful Florida in January. Let's dive in. You specifically uh, do a wonderful job going deep with the 6.7 power stroke. Um, oh, yeah. and, and so tell us, what can folks uh, expect? Can we pick on uh, certain aspects of the class that would sort of entice technicians? Uh, what will you be teaching uh, regarding that 6.7? Well, as you're very well aware and everybody else listening is, you know, the diesel engine has really went ahead and achieved some uh, high horsepower levels and very low emission levels. You know, we can we can haul six small cars around in the back and put out less emissions than basically one of those cars in some cases. So we've got a real uh, situation where, you know, it's up to us now to go ahead and take care of these customers' vehicles so we can ensure that that vehicle stays like it's supposed to be. In other words, deliver high horsepower, do the job, keep the maintenance cost down, and make sure it doesn't break. 
because any truck that's uh, not in service, obviously, is costing the company that owns it quite a bit of funding. Yeah, big time. When we talk about fleet, a lot of our diesel technicians work in a fleet environment. The pressure's on. Can I pick on the exhaust gas temperature sensor? That seems to be a big problem uh, and a frequent issue for the 6-7 power stroke. Um, Can you you give us some uh, idea about why is it a problem and and maybe kind of tease us with a solution, if you will? How do I know I got a bad EGT? Well, it can be a lot of different symptoms. First of all, there's five EGTs on that 6-7 power stroke. They start at the front, and they go all the way to the back. We use those EGT sensors to kind of keep track and kind of bird dog the emission system to make sure it's working correctly, and it lets us make changes in the emission system. So you're right. It's a very important particular sensor. And we can have things like low fuel economy. We can have uh, things like high emissions, check engine lights coming on. We could have poor power, of course. We can have derated horsepower if that sensor fails. We can also have a no-start in certain applications, depending on the software. So we go through all of that. Now, you know, it's very critical in these new diesels. I mean, we're putting out 1,050 foot-pounds of torque on this 6.7 on the 20 and ups, and we're going to even add more power to it in 2023 with a new special high-performance option that Ford has coming out. But if you think about it, 1,050 foot-pounds of torque on this thing, that system better be working like it's supposed to be working. And the thing that we've got to keep in mind is all of these systems have to work together to make sure we have high horsepower, high torque, and reduced emissions so we can run that truck, you know, without hurting our environment. It's all important. Yeah, it is. All of those sensors have to work together. That's the key. Right. Um, So that that 6.7 has come a long way as, as manufacturers dial these things in some would have the feeling uh, maybe a few years back uh, that the diesel could be on its way out and and certainly that's not the case no i mean some would think electric vehicles uh, you know elon musk got the tesla semi truck (laughs) and that all of a sudden good night charlie to the diesel market that is just not the case it's far from it Right. You know, especially in the heavy truck market, you know, we need to be very cognizant of the fact that a lot of these trucks haul cargo over long distances. And, you know, they can't afford very simply to go ahead and stop and charge at regular intervals in a lot of cases. So uh, now eventually, yeah, we'll probably be looking at probably both electric trucks like this, you know, that go long distances and maybe hydrogen powered ones too, the way things are looking. But it's going to be a gradual transition. So these diesels will be around a long time. And, you know, if you really think about it, you go to certain states, try to take their diesel away from them. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, happen. no doubt. I mean, I think there's, you know. there's, um, you know, there's this movement. I mean, we all want to be clean. In fact, as you right. mentioned, the, the diesel technology and, and sort of the input and output sort of process of how we monitor emissions has come a long way. Some would, you know, say like my brother, who's an over the road trucker, he's like, all that deaf fluid is the biggest con game out there, but there's a reason for it. I mean, I get it. A lot of you truckers don't, you know, that the, the system is down and it shuts you down and some of you are cheating and bypassing it. And you're not supposed to be doing that. But I got to ask you, you're pretty passionate about teaching these classes. You travel coast to coast. What is your favorite session to teach? You know, I would say anything with hands-on experience. Technicians like working hands-on. It's a pretty difficult job with all the changes we have. So we try to, and I think technicians like the fact very simply that we're doing actual hands-on type training. It's not just a PowerPoint, you know, presentation. There's a place for that. But, you know, technicians, if they really want to learn it, they want to get their hands on it, they want to do it. So, I mean, anything from diesel classes, I mean, we've got – uh, you know, power stroke classes, Cummins classes, Duramax classes, heavy truck classes, air brake classes. And we all have them hands-on. And, of course, the big one, of course, EVs out there. Yeah. You know, we've got EVs coming, like it or not. And we not only need to get our current technicians to be up to speed on EVs, but we need to start working seriously to get high schoolers, trade school people, college people into EVs because – you know, I'm getting older. A lot of people like me are getting older. We need some good young people in there to go ahead very simply and carry the torch when these vehicles change again. Yeah, big That's shout out. Like you mentioned EVs and hybrid as well. 
which ain't going anywhere. Hybrids is, is going to be here. Big shout out to Vince Manship. Uh, in fact, I ran into Vince uh, in Phoenix. He was teaching a class for Firestone Group of Stores. Uh, yeah. Vince is out there doing that. John Barkley is another great instructor. Uh, Gil Anchando, he's uh, out of L.A. He's going to be a part of the team. And that's just on the technical side. You guys tuning in, there's going to be a smorgasbord of service training regarding your service ops. Like, how do I deal with cash flow? How do I deal with marketing? We talk about fixing these cars, but how do I design the business and life that I'm really truly looking for out of my little automotive service center? Um, do you find, a, I mean, let's talk about this. We have a few minutes remaining. Do you find that a lot of shop owners are upset and grumpy because they're, they're, they just don't have the bull by the horns and they're just on the defense every day and stuff's coming at them? Uh, not just from a technical point. Maybe they're not hip to getting training. I mean, how do you see that, the sentiment of the local shop owner? Well, you know, you bring out such a good point there, Frank. And that's why at the AVI conference, I mean, there's classes there for the shop owner, there's classes for service writers, there's classes for technicians. And, you know, the shop has to be just like that diesel emission system we talked about. All those components have to be working together. For instance, if that EGT sensor fails, is it really a bad EGT? Maybe we had some kind of other problem in the truck that was causing that sensor to get way too hot and it melted. So it wasn't the sensor's fault. Something else took it out of the operation. And if you really think about it, I mean, you can have a well-trained technician, and if the store personnel up front that are talking to the customer don't work with that technician to relay the experience, like, for instance, hey, we've got an EGT failure that you brought up, but what caused it to fail was this other part over here. You know, let's fix this. Well, that's a big problem. I always said, like, i I got to interject because this is kind of – our team culture, like, and, and we say this respectfully, a lot of you are fixing your own stuff, and I get it. There's stuff online, and you can find it, and you're, I fixed it. But it's just that one time. Fixing cars isn't difficult. It's what was broken, and did we actually fix it? And, and that's where I think the meat potatoes, and that's what you're hitting on. I think a lot of anxiety for a lot of shop owners, and, and you technicians out there, is you do get frustrated because – you, you you went down the rabbit hole. You went the yellow brick road instead of, you know, the streamlined approach, maybe maybe really attention to detail on a flow chart and just having the proper resources. And I do think that is getting better for technicians because those shop owners that are not keeping up with the technology, they're going into the basket weaving business. They're getting out. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. I got a big shout out to Bill Haas. He's another instructor. Uh, building a Great culture uh, your employees embrace. That's one of the courses. Of course, uh, HD truck air brake systems. Uh, we talked about the 6-7 power stroke that you're covering, Tom. EV technology. Gil Anchando, he's passionate about brakes. And a lot of you saying, well, I know how to do my brakes. <laughs> well, you'd be surprised. You can get caught out there. But they have an all-day hands-on brake class uh, with shop production and payroll um, classes with Bill Haas again. Dave Hobbs. Uh, Tom, Dave Hobbs has been around. Uh, I, I believe he was parked with Delphi for some time. Is he still with, I think, is he Delco Delphi? Dave Absolutely. Hobbs. Absolutely. You yeah. know, I'll tell you what. It doesn't matter what class Dave is teaching. You're going to learn something, and it's going to be an interesting class. That's about guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. Ryan Ryan Kuhlman is another one. Vehicle Great Communications guy. Diagnosis. Uh, Mark DeCoster, all-day hands-on air conditioning. That's another yeah. jam-packed class. Uh, and, of course, Vince, Man- Vince Manship is also covering uh, all things electric, you know, and all-day. I like this hands-on. I think technicians do a lot better with case studies and and and, and, and actually a real live event. And, and that's what the AVI conference is all about. You guys do an amazing job with that. Yeah. Do you see that air brake class listed, in fact? Yeah. That is going to be phenomenal for people that attend that. We actually are bringing in our new air brake mock-up system, and the class actually builds a complete truck air brake system with ABS in front of them without the truck on it. They plumb the whole thing. They get to know all the parts. The instructor puts issues in it. And basically, it's got all the wheel positions there, you know, the disc brakes up front, the drum brakes in the rear. 
and they're on hydraulic stands, and the class plums them all up. They get it all working, so you can really see all the parts in the air brake system without the truck frame and all the parts getting in the way. Awesome class. It's going to be excellent. I'm, I'm going to try to cut out a little bit to get to that class, in fact. Yeah, no, <laughs> I think the hands-on and, and, and the way you, you know, purposely try to trip up that technician that is sitting in that class saying, I know this already. I mean, right. it's okay. Yeah. Like, that's what it's about. Uh, just added, people, uh, keynote speaker John Gardner. Uh, he's out of Motor Trend, uh, Motorhead Garage TV and Tech Garage. He'll be a keynote speaker. I will be in-house uh, teaching a class all day on shop management and how to get the mess, best uh, situation out of your marketing and shop operations, aviondemand.com. Listen. This is in January. It is coming up. Treat you, the team, and the family uh, out there. Give us some dates. What days are we talking about, Tom? Well, we basically have it scheduled for that Friday. You know, we've got a situation so it kind of goes over the weekend so people can get in there maybe a little early and then go ahead very simply and, and let's say go ahead and spend some time with the family and such too. But we've got a full uh, curriculum of classes and such on that Friday. And then basically we've got Saturday and also, of course, into Sunday. So we've got classes over the weekend so you can integrate a lot of family fun at the resort there. It's a great place. And then we could go go ahead also, basically, in this case, and, you know, get some top-quality classes in there also. Yeah, it's, so Im- it's, it's important. I mean, it's it's like a Lollapalooza of goodness. Uh, January 12th to the 15th, that's 2023, yes, uh, Marriott Sanibel Harbor Resort. Tom, I know you're busy. Thank you so much for joining Wrench Nation, and I will see you out there in January. Oh, you bet. I'm looking forward to it, in fact. Thanks so much. Yeah, I mean, that's what it's about. A lot of you are, are you know, getting your training on. We get it. Uh, this is something that you want to put on your calendar, book your event ticket. Uh, you can get on to aviondemand.com. Of course, we'll have that in the show notes. And I love the fact that they've got John Gardner. John Gardner, just so you know, uh, as an accomplished ASE Master certi- uh, Certified Technician, he was the Bellwether finalist. Florida Best Business and Industry Partnership recognition, and I'm almost positive he was College Professor of the Year as an automotive instructor, Uh, and he's just a genuine great guy. The way he dispenses uh, some of this educational information is really easy to understand, as well as uh, the popular uh, TV show Tech Garage and Motorhead Garage TV. So aviondemand.com. Again, we'll have that in show notes. I appreciate you guys uh, joining us. Next week, we're going to talk about technology with the folks of ZF North America. They're actually going to join us in studio. I'm excited about that. We're going to be talking about autonomous platforms. How realistic is that? What's going on now? What should you expect in the service bays? What do you as a consumer, you're hearing a lot of stories on Tesla. Tesla's got the beta full self-driving. How realistic and how how real is this coming and how quick is this all coming uh, down the pipeline? So, again, thank you so much if you caught the podcast. And then our KMET listeners out in California and KFNX in Phoenix, thank you so much for uh, spending time on Saturday. As I tell you every week, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug the mechanic.